is a bonus on the battle brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs, the podcast that focuses on inspiring veteran stories and puts a highlight on important resources, offices, and benefits for our veterans. I'm your host, Marine Corps veteran Tanner Iskra. This is COVID update number six. And since we just started putting all the news releases in the main episodes, this is a straight bonus interview for you. There have been a lot of changes to benefits since the coronavirus hit. A lot of things with the GI Bill, home loans, and we're starting to see a lot of questions online. Questions that I can ask. So, I decided to ask if our guest would come on, to which he graciously accepted. Uh, He is the Undersecretary of the VA Benefits Administration. This is the policymaker for the entire Benefits Administration and oversees $118 billion of direct benefits to veterans. Anything that's not tied to health care or cemeteries, so basically, the GI, again, the GI Bill, home loans, appeals modernization, voc rehab, etc., etc., this is the guy. He is also an Army veteran himself. So, without further ado, here is Army veteran Dr. Paul Lawrence. Enjoy. From what I understand, you're in the office right now, right? That's correct. What, what's it like going in into DC like right now? Is it like is it like The Walking Dead or? or? Well, a week ago it was like the movie Omega Man. I know it's kind of an old guy reference, but um, uh, it was the, the the updated one was Will Smith. Uh, I am Legend, uh, where nobody was around. This week, I think it's slowly starting to reopen. I actually had a minor traffic jam on the way out last night, Kidding so me. it's still it's still pretty much much less than before. But I think it's starting to pick up. Gotcha. You take 395? There's always traffic on 395. I don't care what uh, day. No, no. I, I take 66. That too. And there actually have been days when there was no traffic in the morning. Now there is some traffic. It's amazing. I, I don't think I've ever seen 66 with no traffic. So God bless yeah. you. Um, sir, d- uh, thank you for taking the time to come on board in the battle. And I appreciate you and your office for reaching back out and accepting the invitation. Um, you know, as a rule, I don't have active congressmen or political appointees normally on board the battle, but because because this show is for all veterans, and I don't want this podcast to be painted one way of the political spectrum or the other. But with this unique situation with coronavirus, with COVID-19, I think it's important that veterans who are being affected by this hear from policymakers. It doesn't matter what any administration it is. So again, welcome and thank you for being on board the battle. No, great. Happy to talk about veterans' issues and make sure we get the word out for folks during this time. Um, so in the realm of benefits, a lot's happened since all this started taking place. And I, I think the first thing I saw was the GI Bill. It was quickly passed that if a student veteran was moved off campus and forced to go online, that the veteran would keep their BAH, which was huge. Uh, in home loans, I saw the CARES Act that uh, provided 180 days for forbearances and 60 days for, for foreclosure moratoriums. Uh, from what I've seen, those are the two biggest things that I've seen come out. Is there anything else from the Benefits Administration that's, that's, that I've missed? Yeah, there's a couple things. Well, you, you have to be up on this one. There was yet another piece of legislation the president signed a week and a half ago dealing with the GI Bill because, of course, not everything could be done online, like your work study, like apprenticeships. So there's new legislation that we're now digesting with more changes for student veterans. But as you can imagine, it's all very much veteran-focused to address during the situation. So student veterans don't have to do anything. We'll get communication out to them once we understand you know, how it's going to be 
rolled out and we thought it through. And then the other thing is the secretary um, directed us to suspend debts. So we're not waiving debts, but if a veteran has a new debt established with us, it will automatically we will not start collecting until after the pandemic is officially over. And if you presently are paying off a debt, you can call the Debt Management Center, and I'll give that number here in a second. Um, but you can ask for rearrange the payments, right? And so the Debt Management Center can be reached at 1-800-827-0648, and veterans can have it, their debt rearranged or, you know, Address, but it's not susp- it's not waived. So, but it's just suspended. I can't believe I forgot about the debt manager center. I literally just talked to Mr. Schmidt. Um, yeah, you no, know no, the, the last episode. So <laughs> the last COVID episode. So no, I, 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 forgot, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot they also fell into your administration. So yeah, I totally forgot about that one. No, he's great, and they run a great ship. And I know they're very concerned about this too. Absolutely. Um, talk to me about the work study. I I haven't heard anything about that. What? So basically, is work study being protected moving forward? Uh, Yeah, that's exactly right. You could imagine that sort of if you could do your work study telework, everything was fine and you can continue on, but there's some things you just couldn't, right? So it protects that. It protects that status. I don't have the exact rules yet because we're still rolling them out, but that's exactly right. All these things that, you know, nobody imagined, the student veterans, you know, it was a it was a benefit to the student veterans before this happened. The legislation designs to protect it as much as possible now that we're in this situation. So how going back into uh, housing allowance uh, for, for veterans for the GI Bill, how long is that protection going to last? If coronavirus, say, comes back in the fall, will the student who has been accepted but doesn't start classes until the fall, will they be protected? Yes, this legislation goes until your school restarts under, under the old normal or through the end of the calendar year. So that was the thinking in the legislation. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but for a student that maybe hasn't even started classes yet, but they got accepted, fall, yeah, they fall they're going to be. They, yeah. If, the, if in fall their term is, you know, affected the way it is now, that's right. They would be covered. Got you. Going into uh, real quickly about, about home loans, forbearances. And I think it's important to distinguish what a forbearance is because before all this, I personally don't live in the banking world. I've never had to think about anything like this before. And I got to say, I just Googled VA forbearance and I found VBA's fact sheet, which definitely helped me understand what it is. It's not something, it's, it's not something that is a full stop payment, right? Interest is still being accrued. You still have to make those payments up somehow, but that's a discussion between you and your, your lender, correct? That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, this time is difficult, but it doesn't stop, you know, all our financial obligations, right? It will delay it. Right. But you're right. I mean, eventually all this will need to be paid. That's correct. And I would encourage everybody who's asking to do what you did, which is go and get the precise information, because every time I get questions about veterans in their home loan, you know, each relationship they have with whoever lent them the money is somewhat different, even though we guarantee it. We really want veterans to appreciate what their benefits are and not be scared off by some of the complexities. They're all designed to help and protect veterans, but I know it can be overwhelming at some point. Absolutely. Going back to this, though, uh, it's not something that automatically like, hey, just add those payments to the end of the loan. You can, it's, it, that would be too easy, right? However, depending yeah. on your lender, uh, I, I re- again, I read this in your fact sheet. It, if it's something that you want to explore, you can ask for a loan modification, correct? Right. That's right. It all depends upon what your lender, what, you know, what their policies are and what they'll let you do. Very good. Very good. This is also something that was passed in the CARES Act. It, it really has nothing to do with VA, but I, I, I do know that the loan guarantee service, unlike FHA or other federal loans, 
our loan guarantee service have have regional loan centers that can help people. Um, Mark and Maxine back in Mark and Maxine back in episode one fifty talked about them. They're closed for in person traffic, but folks can still call and email them, right, for any kind of assistance in any of this. Oh, that's right, that's right. So um, let me give you the number, right? You can always call our home loan team, our guarantee, our home loan guarantee, at one eight seven seven. Eight two seven three seven zero two, and all of VBA is teleworking now. So we're all like one of the questions I want to make sure I get out to your listeners is um, that we're open for business. You know, you know, the VA never closed. So when everybody starts to reopen, we're not really reopening. We will talk about engaging the public in person, but that's exactly right. They can always get us on the web. Get us at the number I just gave you for the home loan or call us at generally our, our number where we handle all the benefits questions is 1-800-827-1000. Okay. So we're open. It's just different than before. Very good. What what kind of support can a veteran expect from those centers? If no, if, if you call and say you're in financial trouble and you, you have an issue with your loan and you don't even know where to start. Right. So, you know, they they maybe can't grant all your wishes, you know, <laughs> stop this or do whatever, give us money. OK, but I do want to get back to the states, though. At these numbers, we have people who will help you as best we can to include providing forms, helping you fill out forms, giving you advice, instruction about information. Generally, that's what people want. Uh, help me understand better. Educate me on something. And if you can, please help me with this. And we will we will do that. Uh, folks who are veterans who find themselves in very difficult situations should look also look at the benefits the states provide to veterans because while we have a national level, the VA level, yeah. states also have State Department of Veterans Affairs or Veteran Services. They're named differently. They often have you know sort of cash available for emergency situations, gotcha. right, or special loans to businesses, things that really complement the federal benefits. So I, you know, I encourage your listeners that you know just search their state because I think they will be pleasantly surprised as to what they offer. Very good. When I first got out, uh, Washington State, they they were very uh, proactive and helped me out. So that's that's definitely good advice. All right, Doctor Lawrence. So looking at everything from mid March until until now, you know, summer's almost here, and we're hoping that this COVID story is in the rearview mirror pretty soon. Uh, then again, it might creep up in the fall. There's a lot of talk and speculation about it. In the military, we always talked about lessons learned after an exercise. What are some lessons learned from the Benefits Administration standpoint? And moving forward, how are you looking to take those lessons and implement those lessons learned into the future? Sure. Um, well, we really benefited a lot from being telework enabled. So we had divested a lot last several years on how to do that. So I'm glad we did. I think this has taught us a lot about what, you know, what work rules and practices we'll use in telework going forward, even simple things like, you know, when we're all on the screen, turn on the video so we can see you react. You know, there's things like that that are sort of, you know, very, very tactical management issues we'll learn. But I think it'll also probably encourage us to benefit from some of those lessons and then really reinforce the importance of preparation. You know, I've read in some other federal agencies, they really didn't imagine telework and they struggled when everybody was sent out of 
of the office. So it really reinforced the preparation. We're also finding that in this time, um, we are bypassing some of the rules so that we can better serve veterans. So for example, the secretary is very proud that VA as a whole has hired oh, north of 9,000 people very, very quickly, skipping over many of the OPM rules that tended to take a long time given the situation we're in. And others are now asking for lessons learned about that and saying, well, if these rules could be skipped over, were they really needed? So we're going to do a lot of that thinking in some of our processes here at VBA to try to figure out, you know, if we didn't have to do it, you know, do we now need to revisit it, right? We do yeah. a lot still for we do a lot still, for example, one of the things which seems kind of silly until you realize it, we do a lot of things in mail. The rules were designed at one point where to really prove it had happened, there had to be a letter. Well, now it's very hard to get letters to certain places and certain things. And of course, as you know, the world has shifted to email. So now we're revisiting, well, was it really a letter or was it the intent to get timely communication to the folks, the veterans and their representatives, so that they could respond accordingly, right? So I think we're really sure. going to check hard on things like that, for example. But anyhow, it's, it's really all about how do we get the fastest, best service to our veterans and what are we learning you know, that we can avoid? Gotcha. You know, uh, yeah, my generation, email is great. Um, my grandfather's generation, email probably not so much. Pretty fair. Pretty yeah. fair to say that. Um Real quick, real quick story about about getting bills in the mail. Recently, I had a, I had a bill ask me, oh, you know, um, I see that you're not paperless. You want to go paperless? And I said, no, I'm I'm the son of a logger. I'm just doing my part. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were talking you're talking about you know skipping over um, some of the the hiring requirements. I saw that in, in some news releases that VHA has hired. You know, nurses and and, and doctors and, and retirees has has benefits administration been uh, a recipient of any any new hires? Um, well, so it's, it's very funny you ask this, right? Because they were the ones who had the lessons learned. I was sharing. I heard about on phone calls. Yeah. In the fall, in the fall, well, let me kind of back up a little bit. So, President in June of 2019 signs the Blue Water Navy Act, which expands Agent Orange benefits to uh, sailors who are off the coast, 12 miles off the coast of. Uh, Vietnam during the conflict. So that law would go into effect on January 1st, right? So as we saw what was going to happen and the increase in claims, we hired a lot in the fall to deal with Blue Water Navy. So as a result, when when this happened, we are actually almost full. Um, we have, you know, only 384 openings in all of the VBA, which has like 25,000 people. So we're pretty wow. much all full. So we, you know, again, better be lucky than good, but we had actually planned to staff up and, uh, for the kind of situation deal, Blue Water Navy. So in that situation, but had we not, many of the things that VHA learned, we would be adopting yeah. because, again, I think they've been very, very successful getting people on uh, very quickly. So I think some, you know, we will, when we get back to hiring at that kind of pace, we will want to adopt those. You'll be pulling some of those lessons learned from them. Very good. Um, well, again, I, I think it's safe to say that there's been a lot of information being pushed out from VA and from all administrations, uh, from all the administrations, not just benefits, uh, and a lot of stories in the media covering all this. And I'm happy that you came in that I'm, and, and I'm happy that you came on to dig a little deeper into some of these, cause I was seeing some of these questions pop up on social media channels and in the comments on blogs.va.gov. Uh, one news story came up and I have some veteran service organizations representatives that listen to the show. So I would be remiss not to ask this. 
Um, one story that came up during all this was that during a file for disability during a VBA review, VSOs, and I know VFW, I don't know about the others, had a two-day window to, to view files for disability. Uh, they employed people to, to view these claims, and I don't know how many claims there were in a given year that they went through, so I can't do the math. But what I saw in the story is that these VSOs said that they caught errors in about 7% of those claims. So they helped 7% of those claims. And and to me, the only thing that I was concerned about in that story was that 7%. Sure. What is the plan What is the plan for VBA to ensure that they catch that 7% error to help those veterans who were previously helped by, those, by that two-day VSO window? Sure. So what you're talking about is the 48-hour review practice. This is not a rule or regulation. This was a practice that began in 1957 when the Veterans Benefits Group, it wasn't even administration, did things entirely in paper. And that has continued um, to the present. But now, of course, we're automated, and the VSOs on accredited representatives have access to our system to watch the claims all the way through the process. Wow. When we when we looked, um, we could find no data of any reputable amount to indicate what really happened during these reviews. But what we could find was it was used about a third of the time, which means two thirds of the veterans are waiting two days to get their claim completed for one-third of the veterans when they're reviewed. That five to seven is an anecdote for which there is no support, but I'd ask you to think about the following. That means that somewhere between 93 and 95% of the veterans are waiting two days. Yeah. Now, ironically, in 2017, the president signed a law called Appeals Modernization, which expedites your appeal to include giving a choice of how you like your appeal to be done. One of the ways you can do is go through a lane called higher level review, very much like the NFL. Can somebody else look at this? Okay. In the process of looking at it, we can actually record errors and figure out what the errors mean. So let me give you an example. An error might mean we didn't do enough training. An error might mean I have to go fire somebody. But the five to seven the five to seven the five to seven percent anecdote is a statistic that has not been transparent and really is a, it describes a relationship that I have no insight as to what really took place. So I appreciate the VSO's perspective, and we discussed this with them, but we think this is a practice that has been overcome by events, that they access into the system to watch our veterans' claims all the way through. We'll get them exactly what they need to provide the assistance, and appeals modernization protects all veterans and allows us to improve as an administration for all veterans. So gotcha. I understand nobody likes to deal with change, to include me. Appreciate their perspective. We've kind of all gone through this. And the final thing I would share with you, and this is the reality of the world we live in, there is a a lawsuit now that says if you're going to provide access to certain veterans who are represented by VSOs, you should provide access to all veterans who are represented by attorneys who represent themselves. It will be incredibly costly to provide access to our system and to control it so that everybody can do this 48-hour review thing. So Slippery, slippery slope, bit, security issues. Yeah, gotcha. you get it exactly. Yeah. So this would be tremendously expensive. And so, quite frankly, you know, if Congress were to say, here's all the money you need for this, I would say we could fix the GI Bill. We could modernize <laughs> so many more things. So 
you know, I think really it's a difficult situation we're traveling through, but the world has really changed. Our veterans are getting much better, uh, much better service from VA than a lot of the VBA than a lot of this was imagined. So that was really why I made the decision to rescind the practice. So gotcha, very good. So that five, that anecdotal five to seven percent uh, appeals modernization should should pick that up. Right, and then quite frankly, appeals appeals modernization actually allows us to go do something, you know, about thing it. and about it. So that's kind of what I think, you know, we have to be thinking about from the VBA management perspective is how do we systematically deal with the deal with errors? Gotcha. So if anybody if anybody's listened to this and has any questions about appeals modernization, uh, we did two benefits breakdown episodes on those uh, in the on the archives. Go ahead and take a look. One's with Cheryl Mason. And the other is with uh, VBAs, and help me with this, Dr. Lawrence. Dave McClanaghan. Dave McClanaghan. Yeah, no, they're great. They understand this. And what's really interesting is how it's really benefiting. I mean, this higher level review lane is supposed to be done in 125 days by law. In VBA, we're doing it half the time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we're just really, it's, it's, it's been, in, I mean, we really ought to take advantage of the tools that everybody thought about and, you know, work together to do. Yeah. deal with our veterans. So yeah. I think it's really, I think it's really much better overall. Yeah, no, Dave broke that down pretty well in his episode. Um, so very good. Well, Dr. Lawrence, I appreciate you coming on Born the Battle. Is there anything else that I may have missed or is there something else that the listeners should know about that we haven't shared uh, with anything benefit yeah. related? Yeah, a couple things. Um, a couple things. One is, of course, you know, like I said, we're open for business. It's just different. You can't walk in, but you can always get us at that number, that 1-800-827-1000. And the other thing is we started a new program in December called Solid Start, where we're calling new veterans in their first year of being a veteran once they transition from service. Um, and part of it is just to get them to connect with VA, right? Establish that lifelong relationship. Mm-hmm. These calls are very much driven by the veteran. What would you like to talk about? You know, and we follow up with emails. And those were probably started because, of course, we worried about mental health. But the reality of the situation is we've had many fewer questions about that or issues, but more, how do I get my benefits? How do I get my health care? What do I do about these situations? So we really want to encourage our veterans to take this phone call. Perhaps you're like me when you see a call on your cell phone, you don't understand what it is, you don't take it. And while we'll leave a message and follow up, we're not going to be you know, aggressive and obnoxious about it. So if you see something that says Veterans Administration or Veterans Affairs, please take the phone call. If you're a veteran hearing this and you've been out, say, 90 days and you haven't heard from us, it's probably because we don't have your right contact information. So call that 800-827-1000 number and make sure we do because that's very, very important. So we, we think we think these calls are really beneficial based on the feedback as well as the high connect rate we're getting. So those are two things I'd ask you to make sure you share with your listeners and they share with their uh, other veteran buddies. I want to thank Dr. Lawrence for taking the time to speak with us, and I hope the conversation answers some of the COVID-19 related questions that you may have had. For a look into the entire Veterans Benefits Administration, visit benefits.va.gov. And that's all I got today. For more information on VA and coronavirus, Visit va.gov forward slash coronavirus. Everything that is out from the VA concerning this current pandemic is on that page. In addition, for more information to not only coronavirus, but for all things VA, visit blogs.va.gov and follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, RallyPoint. 
DEPT Vet Affairs, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, no matter the social media, you can always find us with that blue check mark. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you right here back on Monday. Take care.